Welcome to Continuum, a podcast dedicated to your health. We'll introduce you to individuals throughout the healthcare world, from patients to providers, with a focus on inspiration and education. In this episode, we are joined by Val Pasnoff. She is the VP of Clinical Development and Operations at Viber Healthcare. Val joins us to discuss the nursing shortage in the United States and the role international nurses play in meeting demand. A key figure in Viber's international nurses program, Val shares insights and stories from her experiences with nurses from across the globe. All right. Well, cool. Well, hey, welcome everybody. Today we have uh, Val Pazno, and uh, she's going to be talking with us about uh, the international uh, nurses program that we have. And first, I'd I'd like to welcome Val, um, but I'd also like to ask Val what what is your background? And before we even get into the program, why are we talking to you about it today? <laughs> what what got you here? Oh. Well, good morning, (laughs) and thank you for this opportunity. You know, um, ever since I was a little girl, I always wanted to be a nurse. So I've been a licensed nurse now for um, uh, 40 years. It doesn't seem like that long, but uh, I've always wanted to be a nurse. I never wanted to be anything else. Mm. Um, I had two fabulous role models when I was growing up. One was a nurse and one was a teacher. And so I've been able to, to take both of those role models yeah. And, and integrate them into what I do now. So now I'm a nurse and a teacher. Awesome. Awesome. And so that's a, a nice and think a quick segue right into really what we're here to talk about today, which is how did this all start, the International Nurses Program that uh, we have? But I understand it's not really specific to uh, our health system. This is, this is to health systems... Uh, in the, definitely in the U.S. Is this found in other countries? Uh, primarily in the United States. Okay. Canada also uses a lot of international nurses, okay. as does um, the Middle East. Okay. uses a great number of international nurses for different reasons. For here in the United States, we use and need international nurses because there is a tremendous nursing shortage in this country. Yeah. And, and it's in pockets all over the country. So places like the Northeast might be a little better off. Okay. Right, because people don't tend to move around as much as they would say in Southern California, Texas, Arizona, where there's a lot of people who move around and, and nobody. I know when I lived in Arizona, nobody ever was a native; they sure, just yeah. moved there. Yeah, and so there's a lot of reasons for this nursing shortage. One of which is the fact that baby boomers, baby boomer nurses like myself, are starting to retire. And then the baby boomers, which are the, a large segment of our current population, they're starting to get older and sicker and need more health care. Right. So we need more nurses to take care of them. Right. At the same time, these baby boomer nurses are, re, are retiring. So the candle's getting burned at both ends. At both okay. ends, as far and, as... And so this started, what would you say, like 10 years ago, 15 years ago? Oh, this has been going on for at least 20 years. Okay. Um, nursing leadership has been talking about what happens when the baby boomers start to retire and they start getting to require more health care. Okay. And so, um, 20 years ago, there were uh, many hospitals around the United States that were recruiting international nurses. Okay. And then there was a freeze on that. And now it is coming, it's coming back full circle so that again, we're reaching out to other countries for nurses. Okay. So it is 2019. 
the current administration that we have has certainly made things a little bit more complicated in other areas of people getting work visas and things like that. Has that had any kind of impact um, with this program um, that are meaningful? Yeah, I, I'm I sure a little here and there, but is yeah, been... I don't believe so because these nurses are coming through because there is such an intense shortage in gotcha. the United States. So it's a, a fundamental right. yeah, need as, as we've established. Okay. I, I always wonder about that because you, you know, yeah, the, the news headlines are what they are. Uh, so anyway, so, so this nurse, so the international nurses program, when did, when did Viber start using it? We started about four and a half years ago okay. um, working with a company called Kennedy Healthcare, and they take care of the immigration side. So Kennedy Healthcare sources the nurses, screens them, and takes care of all their immigration paperwork. The nurses are a direct hire to Vibra, so they work for us. They're our employees, okay. and they work um, coming on a contract for at least two years. So they guarantee us two years' worth of work. Okay. So uh, now in their native country... Uh, uh, does Kennedy do marketing and things like that to advertise that programs like this exist? I mean, how how are they uh, informed? Like, if I'm a nurse in the Philippines or Russia or wherever or China, how how do I well, know that I can come to the U.S. or is that like it's just it it is? You know, when you talk to these nurses, no matter what country they come from, they all will start off with the same thing. It is their absolute lifelong dream to come to the United States. So they all know that it's an, a possibility. But the Kennedy Healthcare does a lot of their sourcing through social media. Really? Yeah. They, they get involved in, in uh, chat rooms where nurses who are interested in coming to the United States, there are chat rooms that are set up just for that. Okay. And so so it, it really is just a big part of the dialogue if you're a nurse in a, in a foreign country that yes. uh, besides patient care, it's patient care in the U.S. Right. I wouldn't say it's in all foreign countries because many of the nurses, other nurses in the world, would not be considered qualified to come to the United States. There are only some countries where the education level of the nurses matches the education level here in the United okay. States. Okay. And some of those being? Kenya. Nigeria, okay. and the Philippines, primarily. Just primarily. Okay. There are nurses who can come from Great Britain as well, okay. but that's, um, they're screened very carefully to make sure that their, their education level matches ours. Gotcha, gotcha. All right, so um, it's lifelong dream. Other than that, though, I mean, what are the, are there financial benefits? I mean, what are the... Other than the the sort of uh, that general sort of well, I want to go to America to live the American dream. Are there actual lo logistic sort of quality of life things that? Oh. I mean, I I could make some guesses, mm -hmm. but like for Great Britain, I don't know if that would you know. But it's may, not I, as much of a drastic change as sure. it is for the nurses who are coming from Kenya, Nigeria, and the Philippines. Um, these nurses, when you sit across from them and you talk to them, not only are they looking for the opportunity, number one, to just come to the United States, but they're also looking for the opportunity to practice nursing in a way that they have heard is far better than what they're doing. That nurses in the United States have more autonomy, that they're allowed, they're, they're, they have better skill sets, mm. and they're more interactive with the physicians as rather being subservient to the physicians as they are in many other countries. So... 
there's that aspect of it. But then there's the aspect of I can come to the United States and work hard and earn a good living and make more money than I could ever dream of. Okay. I see. Well, that makes makes a lot of sense. I, I get... It, yeah, I mean, I, I had a feeling it might be pretty cut and dry, but yeah. you have to Well, and plus the schools and the yeah. opportunities for their children. Yeah. It, it is, in every aspect of the word, it is a life-changing experience. Yeah. So they're contracted for two years. What ha- What's, generally speaking, because everybody's different, of course, what happens after that two years generally for these nurses? Well, what we want to happen is we want these nurses to be part of the Viber family. Sure. They're working for us for two years. There's, they've moved their families here. They've changed their lives to come here and work. There's no reason for them not to stay with us. Right. Now, there are some nurses who have maybe a preference for the weather. Right. You know, that, um, but we have been very clear with them that, you know, over two-thirds of the United States has some kind of winter Right. Where it gets cold. And so not everybody can live in the southern part of the United States where the weather is gorgeous all the time. All right. But we've had nurses. We've had nurses who came from Nigeria and Kenya that went to Fargo, North Dakota. Yeah. And some of them are still there. Yeah. You mentioned this in in our pre-interview. That had to be. Yeah. Because it's part of their life now. (laughs) It's part of their life now. I know when I first talked to them, um, this is going back almost five years. When I first talked to them on the phone via Skype. Yeah. They asked me what the temperature was in Fargo, and I thought, oh, no. <laughs> oh, dear. And so, you know, I Googled it, and I yeah. sent them the, the map from Google so yeah. they could see what the temperatures were like. And I said to them, can you get warm clothes? And as soon as the words came out of my mouth, I thought to myself, I don't think they can fathom what I mean by warm clothes right. from Nigeria. Right. You know, what are, what are warm clothes in Nigeria? I think it's probably a sweater. Yeah. So... But, you know, those nurses got to Fargo. They were so welcomed and so well-trained by the the staff in Fargo and and Mandan as well that they just loved it there. They just loved it there, and they've stayed there. Boy, if I were a betting man, I I might have lost some money on that. Just (laughs) I but I I don't like cold weather myself. So how has the experience been after four years? Is it – is – I. I'd imagine since we're continuing to do it, it hasn't been awful. Um, but the nurses, uh, obviously, the the Kenyan nurses are still there, mm-hmm. so that's good. But have there been? Uh, I mean, we are talking about human beings, and many of them. Have there been some challenging situations? There have. There have been. So some of the nurses have uh, very little experience with technology. Uh, as far as an electronic medical record, electronic IV pumps, tube feeding pumps. There's, we use a tremendous amount of technology that's just yeah. become part of our day-to-day life. Yeah. We don't even think about it anymore. And these nurses come over, and they're, they're astounded at huh. the amount of technology. So that takes a little while for them to get used to. There's cultural differences as well. In, in many of their countries, it's unheard of to stop life support. It's, it's not a matter of quality mm. of life. It's you stay alive and you keep this person alive for as long as you possibly can, no matter what. Mm. And so some of the nurses, I've had conversations with them that they're just, they're, they're distressed at the fact that we would allow someone death with dignity. Mm. And so that's been some, some very interesting conversations with them and having them try and understand the, the, different in, the difference in uh, ethics, actually, yeah. here in the United States. 
Yeah. And so for the staff that they work alongside here, um, is the patient's level reasonable uh, with these it, kinds of things? I mean, I guess that would vary too. Huh? The patients here, uh, quite honestly, the patients here in the United States will be much sicker mm. than they will be in their home countries, mainly because we have mm. the technology. We, we, have, we have the knowledge. Yeah. You know, like that old TV show, we have the knowledge, we can make it better. Yeah. Right? I think it was like the $6 million man or something, right? <laughs> yeah. So it's, it's, that same, it's that same concept that we keep people, and we have the technology and the medicine and the know-how to yeah. keep people alive longer to give them a chance. Right. And so in their countries, that may not be the case. However, they see patients and have treated patients with diseases that we've never seen here in the U.S., that I've never seen in my four years. I huh. have never taken care of a patient with tetanus huh. or with dengue fever or huh. leprosy. And oh. so these are, these are things that they see in their country that, you know, you talk to these nurses, you say, well, what's it like to take care of somebody who has tetanus? Oh my gosh, that's it's incredible. Most patients don't survive it, hmm. you know. But here in the United States, it's it's pretty much unheard of. Yeah, you get your shot what every ten years or something like right, that. Right, right, right. <laughs> and it sounds like Tetris. I don't know. Uh, <laughs> so, Anne's story. I have on my notes. Anne's story. Talk about that. Okay, so Anne Draper is a HR pro that came with me to the Philippines okay. to um, recruit and, and interview these nurses. And Anne had never been to the Philippines before. Um, as a matter of fact, I'm pretty sure her passport was brand new. And so um, our first night there, I had dinner with her. And I tried to explain to her, you know, that you're going to meet a lot of people. You're going to hear a lot of stories. You're going to hear stories from these nurses where their entire families have saved money to send this one nurse to school to become a nurse, this one person in their family to become a nurse yeah. for the opportunity to come to the United States to work because it will not only change that nurse's life, it will change their family's life, it will change generations. Hmm. It's that big a deal. Yeah. And I said to her, so you will probably have never seen anybody as nervous sitting across from you as when these nurses come in. Right. I mean, that's a major investment. And just, can you imagine? And the, yeah, I mean, think I mean, about it for a minute. You're sitting, uh, my whole life, my family, everybody, my whole life, is so that I could possibly have the opportunity to sit across the desk from you for 15 or 20 minutes and hope to God I can convince you to take me back yeah, to the United States. I mean, it makes me think of like somebody wanting to be a movie star or an astronaut. We're talking about a nurse. Yeah. I mean, that's crazy. It, it is, and it's that but awesome, important. But it's that important. It's, wow. So so what happened was our when we went the next morning and we had our first interview, I said to Anne, why don't you stay with me? I said, let's we'll do this first one together. So you can see that you don't generally ask the same questions that you would here in the United States. For example, in the United States, I would ask a nurse, so tell me about a time when you disagreed with your supervisor. How did you handle that? What did you do? Well, that's not a reasonable question for them because they don't disagree with their supervisor. Uh -huh. All right? That's your supervisor tells you to do something, you do it. Right. All right. So Anne and I start talking, and we, this young lady comes in, and we have this conversation with her. And we asked her at the end, you know, do you have any questions for us? And she looked at Anne, and she said, am I too small to work in the United States? <laughs> And Anne just looked at her and she said, well, what, what? no, <laughs> no, <laughs> right. no, you're not too small, you know, and this was a very petite woman. Okay. And, um, 
you know, so Anne and I had conversations about it afterwards because in the, in the U.S., you know, certainly we have lots of laws to protect employees and, and potential employees. Well, yeah. those laws don't exist in other countries. Sure. Yeah. And so um, I'm pretty sure at one time or another in that woman's life, somebody had said to her, you're too little to be a nurse. You're not strong enough. You won't be able to lift up patients. So, you know, go have a sandwich and come back later okay. kind of concept. Yeah. And I mean, um, they're okay. very, it's, it's interesting because they're, their resumes on their resume, they'll put height, weight, religion, marital status. And, you know, here in the U S we're like, Oh no, don't, I don't want to know that. Well, they want you to know that they want you to know that they're strong and they're young and they're capable. A whole different culture. Yeah. Whole different culture. Fascinating. Fascinating. And so uh, you've traveled quite a bit because of this program. Um, what have, what stuck out to you thus far four or five years in? There's a, oh, Kyle, there's so many things. There's so many things. One is, I think probably first and foremost, I think we have, for the most part, here in the United States, we are clueless as to how good we have it. Hmm. And until you've stepped out and you've seen these other countries and you've seen how these other people live, and certainly as a nurse, I, I can bond with these nurses no matter where they're from. Because yeah. we have this one thing in common, is, and a big thing, is that we're all nurses. And so when I see the, the working conditions and I hear the stories, and then I come back to the United States and I look around and I go to the grocery store and I say, do you know we have nine kinds of sugar? Right. Who needs nine kinds of sugar? Right. Apparently we do. Yeah. And so it's just the, just the abundance and how wonderful things are here, you know, that we just, it's part of our lives, so we take it for granted. Yeah. Yeah. So there's that. And the other, probably the biggest benefit is to see everything through their eyes, to see how excited they get yeah. about coming to work and learning and using a computer. And, and you mean the education? I can go on, to the, on the computer at work and get education for free? Hmm. Yes. And we encourage you to do that. Yeah. We want you to, to learn more. And, and just to see the world through their eyes is just, it's, yeah. it makes it better every day. It's it's like a little watching a little mini renaissance happen over and over and over yes. again in between two years. Yes, that's yes. that's got to be wild. It is and and very then cool. The the other fun part of it is not only working with the nurses but working with our nurses here in the U.S. Yeah, to help them acclimate to these international <laughs> nurses and. How does that go? Yeah, <laughs> well, there's you know we use a lot of phrases and a lot of idioms that we understand, right? But that. We don't realize that other people may not. And I'll give you a perfect example. I got a phone call from one of the facilities. They were, um, this international nurse was, um, they felt she was struggling and they wanted to know if I could, you know, intervene, help, if I could give them some suggestions. So as we were talking, the chief nurse said to her, well, I'm going to bring you, she was working nights, and she says, I'm going to bring you back to days. And, you know, it'll be a good thing. You know, you'll have a different preceptor. And sometimes when people explain things to you differently, you know, the lights go on. And everything goes good. Yeah. From that moment, this international nurse keeps looking up at the light switch, at the lights up in the ceiling. And she kept looking up and looking back at the CNO and looking up and looking back. And so when the CNO finished talking, I said to her, let me ask you a question. I said, do you know what she meant by the lights go on? Like if you hear it a couple of different times, the lights go on? And the nurse was like, no. Well, everybody started to chuckle and giggle about it. Yeah. And they realized that. She was looking at the lights because she could not figure out, what do you mean the lights go The lights are on. What do you mean the lights go on? 
And it's very <laughs> frustrating for them because yeah. they speak English. Right. They've spoken English since they were children. But they can't under, they, it kind of stops them for a second. They go, why don't I understand this? <laughs> you know, right. like the lights, the lights are on. What do you mean? And so I spend time with our chief clinical officers and chief nursing officers and educators talking to them about, we need to be sensitive to that. Yeah. We need to stop for a second and say, oh, wait, let me explain what that means. Yeah. Don't say that's the way the cookie crumbles. Right. When, when we were talking about cookies. <laughs> yeah. We, I don't. Uh, yeah. No yeah. cookies. <laughs> and so, uh, so there's that, that just, uh, yeah, I guess patience. Mm-hmm. Right. Uh, and I know some hospitals are better at it than others. Uh, obviously not going to name any hospitals, but there have been some issues where it hasn't really gone well. Right. Correct. Right. Um, and what, and it's, and it is just a lack of patience. It's, it's, I think it's a little bit of the patience, but more just not an understanding that the whole world is not like the United States. So yeah, back to that, you know, back to that whole thing. If we could take that hospital to the Philippines for, for a week or two. Right. Right. Then it and sometimes would, it's it, it it's most of the time it's cleared but... up right away just by a conversation oh, okay. yeah. to say stop for a second let's think about this you know and I I tell people about this story about the lights are on yeah and they stop and they go oh oh right. yeah huh I never thought yeah. about that and we have eight different kinds of sugar right <laughs> right <laughs> right uh, so um, we're gonna wrap up uh, it seems like we just got started but I this has been great. Uh, we have an international nurses program because, as we established at the top, there there's a shortage. Nurses are getting older. Baby boomers are getting older. Yep. But as much as we love having more culture, more experiences to open our eyes and enlighten us to the way the rest of the world is and truly how great we have it here, mm-hmm. we also we'd like to have some of our own nurses here. So what advice do you give to folks wanting to become a nurse that are U.S. citizens? Do or it. Or even on the fence about it or, you know, you know, anything that goes with that. Nursing is, and I'm just slightly biased, <laughs> nursing is an amazing profession. All I have to do is tell somebody I'm a nurse mm. and they will tell me everything. They will tell me their deepest, sure. darkest secrets because they trust me just because I said I was a nurse. Right. Nursing is a profession that I wouldn't, I wouldn't change for, for the world. Now, yeah. do we have issues? Do we have some challenges? Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely we do. But I don't know of any other profession where you can walk in and connect with another human being right. instantly like that. Hmm. And so I've certainly encouraged, I've encouraged my children. I have, uh, I have four children and two of them are nurses. Oh, wow. My granddaughter is a nurse. And so I think I've done my part to kind of, uh, you know, ensure that I'll be able to retire someday. (laughs) And um, I I certainly encourage nursing is the other thing about nursing is that there are so many aspects to it that you can be you can be an insurance nurse. You can work in the operating room. You can work in a doctor's office. You can work in a school. There's just so many places and so many different things that you can do with one one job. Right. And again, these people are effectively rock stars in their in their country yes. of origin because yes. just it, it really is. I mean, folks, you have to get this around your head. We sit down and watch American Idol, and we sit there for weeks if you watch American Idol or shows like this, 
for them to select somebody, one person, to be famous. This is darn near the equivalent of that in these folks' country of origin to become a nurse in the USA. It's that kind of psychological, we'll say psychological, sort of rattling. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I, I, at least that's how I, I really perceive this. And I, I don't think it's too far off. I mean, it's really, that's, that's a lot. That's a lot. You know, Kyle, when we went to the Philippines, um, the Kennedy Healthcare Agency received 1,200 applications. Yeah. 1,200. We were only going to be there for a few days. <sighs> and we walked out of there and having screened and hired 120 nurses. So about, yeah. So what's that, 10%? Uh, yeah. Like, yeah. Terrible with math. Wow, so 10%. So now what's the cycle? When when do you go back? Like, how does that kind of work? When... It will take these nurses between 12 to 18 months to get here. The yeah. amount of paperwork is phenomenal. I'll bet. Okay. Um, so, you know, they'll, they'll like I said, they'll take 12 to 18 months before they even start to arrive here in the United okay. States. But for, for, you, for the re, you guys' recruiting, what's that tour look like, if, you, if we want to call it a tour? The frequency, the schedule. Like, when, when, when do you go back? Is, it, is, it, is there a set pattern? There isn't. And okay. the reason there isn't is because, uh, and again, I'm not the immigration guru, right. um, but there is a limit to the number of visas that are allowed in this situation. I see. And so um, that limit will be reached very quickly. I very see. quickly. I, I want to say, don't quote me, I want to say that they were given five, there are 5,000 available visas. We got 120 of them. Hmm. And mm. so there are other there are other companies, there are other nursing yeah. agencies, huge Huge agencies, huge university teaching systems that are on their way there to get yeah, yeah. to get the rest of the five thousand. Huh. So wow. So again, and as we're wrapping up here, um, where if you're where do you go to learn about international nursing programs? I mean, is there a, like is there a, a governing body, not our government, but like just some kind of like I would imagine something like International Nurse Program of America, like some there kind isn't. of. There isn't. There isn't. There are, there are nursing associations that cater to the specific country. So, in other words, there is a Filipino Nursing Association. Okay. Um, and that that association is very instrumental in helping the nurses to onboard and acclimate to the United States. Okay. Um, it, you know, just just to give you an idea, I actually had a nurse ask me if we had rice in the United States. Oh my. You know. And I had one we of the should... nurses from Nigeria ask me if we had beans. And I said, beans? We have what eight kind of different beans kinds. <laughs> what kind of beans do you want? And I actually went to Walmart and I took pictures of canned beans, frozen beans, fresh beans, oh and sent them huh. off to them, and along with trying to give them a sense of how enormous Walmart was. I stood on my tippy toes and tried to take a picture of just how big this store was. Yeah. You know? Um, wow. So well, there's eight. Eight of yeah. everything. Yep. Yep. <laughs> there is. So, but that is interesting that there isn't, um, when they come here, I guess it really is, it's up to the healthcare system to kind of really yes. facilitate, but that there isn't a national network like, there hey, you're new, welcome. You know, obviously, your, 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 uh, the health company, healthcare company you're working for is probably, hopefully, taking great care of you, but we're also here for you as well. Right. That is very state and city specific. Got it. You know, some of the states and cities have have wonderful um, organizations within their 
within their city to you know welcome new people, especially new people from other countries, and other states and cities have nothing. Mm. So um, I can tell you that it's an obligation, and it's it's something that Viber takes very seriously. Yeah. In that we are not only gaining some fabulous new employees, but we are cha- we are helping to change people's lives. Yeah. And you don't just fly them in and drop them off, you know. So our hospitals have done a yeah. great job of providing the nurses with information about the city that they're coming to and where are the awesome. churches and the grocery stores and, you know, how do I get my kid in school and how do I get a driver's license and, and all that. So this is, so it can't be just you. So who no. all, <laughs> who all, uh, so obviously we work for Vibra Healthcare. We, we know our situation best. So who, what, what all is, go, what's the team look like? Wayne Mackey and the talent pros have really been very instrumental. So at the hospital level, the HR directors work very closely with with Wayne and myself to onboard and start the onboard process. And then I work with the educators and the chief clinical and chief nursing officers to for the clinical side of it. And then Wayne works with the with them and the HR for the the just the regular life onboarding. Sure. Yeah. Awesome. Right, yeah, I, I can imagine it's it because it, as you mentioned, it's we're dealing with like a seed that is going to grow and affect so much in their again with their country of origin, right? It is amazing. So, yeah, it is, and and I I I can't let this podcast end. I have to let you all know how much of an underachiever Val is. I'm going to now read her title to everyone as we wind down. Valerie Pazna. DNP, MBA, MSN, RN of 40 years, CRRN, PCCN, and she is the VP of Clinical Development and Operations here at Viber Healthcare. So, um, yeah, real underachiever there, Val. <laughs> <laughs> hey, thanks for stopping in today and sharing with us this really awesome program. It's really like we discussed before, but... It's really, I don't know. It's just one of those things I think is just so cool. And especially in, in this era, uh, I think it's so important. And it's it, it, and a reminder to all of us uh, Americans that our healthcare system has its flaws. But let's go to the Philippines for, what do you think? Well, how long would it take? Maybe a day? Uh, An hour? Uh, yeah. I don't know a hot minute (laughs) you know when you got into the public hospital and you found out that they weren't actually going to feed you that that's your family's responsibility wow okay start with that and then you can go from there wow okay i want to thank you for this opportunity i and vibra i'm so blessed to have the opportunity to go there and to work with these nurses and to to uh, not only change the lives of our patients because they're going to have you know additional extra awesome nurses. Yes. But to change the lives of these nurses as well. That's great. Well, we certainly appreciate all you do. And, and of course, uh, uh, Wayne Mackey and his talent team uh, with all the hard work they do with this. And uh, so I think we've got it. You've said it all. No, no, I could probably talk. (laughs) All right. Thanks, Val. Thank you. Okay, everybody. Catch you next time. Our guest today was Val Pasnall. To learn more about becoming a nurse in the United States, check out the show notes on the Continuum blog at vibrahealthcare.com slash blog. If you enjoyed our conversation with Val, please consider leaving us a review wherever you listen to podcasts. And don't forget to subscribe to receive new episodes as they're released.